Hello. Hello. We are back. We are the Rosettes, and we are the only mother-daughter bachelor podcast. As um, and we are very excited to be here, although there is some work going on, construction work going on on our street right now, and it's making our dogs flip out a little bit, but we haven't found time to be able to do it where this isn't happening yet. It happens all day, every day. <laughs> so This was Thanksgiving for me. This noise. So the neighbors and the dogs barking and me trying to cook the turkey and it goes on. <laughs> so, but I'm, but I'm fine. I'm not stressed at all. <laughs> so there they there they go again. So they just don't really like the construction and they're barking at So that might be some noise interference on our end. And for that, we apologize. I mean, they're really hard workers because they're basically there all of the waking hours that there are. <laughs> I leave for work at 5.30 a.m., so I'm not here when they start. No. But I will be tomorrow. No, but they start. I hear them talking before our alarm goes off at 6.30. So they're they're out there before 6.30. Wow. Yeah. Oof. But they don't have the heavy machinery going before 6.30, but they're out there talking and yelling and drinking their coffee or whatever they're doing. And they're very nice. I mean, I've gone out. And every time I go out, I say, hey, how are you guys and stuff, mm-hmm. but... You know, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a necessary thing, but it's sucky. We are so thankful that you're taking the time to listen to us, though. And we are sorry we're getting this episode out to you so late. Um, my work's been crazy, per usual, but feel super lucky and thankful to have a job, which is cool. First off, we have some... Uh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, you did the do-do-do. Bachelor Nation news? Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What's our Bachelor Nation news this week? Caitlin won Dancing with oh, the yay! Stars. Woohoo! Good for her. Um, and also... Have you seen her social media stuff with the mirror ball? Yeah. She's, like, carrying it all around and kissing it and putting a seatbelt on it. I'm happy she won. And, I, she, A, I think she should have won because she was... The best dancer she's for sure. Good, yeah. She, she was really her, good. Definitely the best. Too. Yeah. But also, she's been very vocal about how long she's wanted to she win <laughs> this before. So I'm very happy she was able to do it. Um, and I think she'd enjoy the victory more than most of the other people that are on the show. Um, but yeah, then uh, also there was. Um, What's that woman's name? The bachelor person with the baby. Oh, Ashley Spivey. Yeah, I am not really familiar with Ashley Spivey too well. She's but. really cool. She's really vocal about and candid about what she thinks about Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. She's really, you know, she's really smart about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's very sad. I guess she lost her baby kind of late term in her pregnancy and. That's super, super sad. I, yeah. I don't even have anything to say about that. Just sad, so. Well, um, you know, all love to anybody in that situation. I don't even, can't even comprehend how bad that is. Yeah, it's super, super sad, so. Sending love. But, um. A weird thing, Garrett from Becca's, or not Becca's, from um, Hannah's Hannah B's, B's season, season. The racist Garrett. The racist Garrett with the baloney eyes. Yeah. 
so Garrett, this post that Garrett put up was just sort of this mea culpa post about how, like, he, you know, he was under a lot of stress, he was going through a lot, and, you know, I don't know what he's referring to. I know that at one point... I believe he deleted his Instagram at some point he did because people Instagram. were calling him out because he kept posting um, a bunch of, like, Blue Lives Matter and stuff. Super and Trump stuff. Super, super, super Trump stuff. Like, over the top. Which is, stuff. you know, his First Amendment right, he can do that. Right. But people were, like, being like, well, do you have anything to support your beliefs on this? And he was like, no. And so they were sort of calling him out a little bit. And then... He, as a result, he deleted all of his social media. Well, and also, somebody... Oh, there is the... The rape thing. The rape thing. That's right. That's the thing that really... Yeah, he basically accused somebody on his feed who said she had been raped, accused her of not having been raped. And yeah, because they were... He mocked this, her. This person commenting was um, uh, talking about how... Uh, she was, uh, she's pro-choice and the reasons why it's important to have access to these healthcare needs. Um, and then, and then she used her example of her, her rate as of rape to describe it. And he was like, well, how would you know that? Have you ever even been raped? And she's like, and then she's like fact, yeah, yeah, I have. And he was like, no, you haven't. And he was just super snarky about it. Mm-hmm. Super terrible. And that you're right. That's what that's what pushed him to delete right. all of his Instagram. So it's one thing to post all these things that support your political beliefs, mm-hmm. but um, it's an entirely other thing to tell a woman that she faked being raped. Yeah, like no, that's bad. Mm-hmm. So I guess at, now he's back on social media. Yeah, and, and saying he- that he was. Saying what? I've only seen the one post so far. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was basically like, oh, I did a bad thing. Now I'm back. And and I looked at the comments, and they were all like, yay, you go, dude. We love you. Blah, blah, blah. So very Garrett-ish, where he's obviously deleted all the posts that have any, that challenge him in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's him. I don't really care about him, and I, I wish he just stayed off Instagram forever. But whatever. Yeah. Same, but that's all the news I can think of. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Should we get to the episode? Heck yeah, let's boogie. Meanwhile, at La Quinta, a Waldorf Aston resort, <laughs> we start with an empty floaty in the pool with ominous music. The villains unite. Chasen and Noah are un- in, a combat- in a cabana talking about how awesome Noah's mustache used to be. And it was never awesome, so they're just lying to them. Right. And all the other guys are, like, around, you know, a little 30, 20, 30 feet away from their little villain cabana talking about... Their villain cabana! <laughs> their secret lair! <laughs> Talking about how clueless they are, you know. Anyway, <laughs> Noah Noah dismisses the the other guys' opinions by saying they're a bunch of weens. <laughs> weens? They're a bunch of weens. <laughs> he doesn't even, have a, which perfectly demonstrates exactly how mature Noah 
and by association, Chase and R. <laughs> what a bunch of weens. What a bunch of weens. Chris Harrison comes out. Come on over, boys, which is sort of a reiteration of come on over from the Claire, Claire flashback. <laughs> Claire PTSD. Uh, Noah, Chris Harrison's like, Noah, where's your mustache? And Noah explains to him what happened. Um, Chris Harrison says, okay, lesson learned. You got to be bold if you're going to impress Tasha." And, um, you know, basically that's, that's that for now. The next date, you know, Chris Harrison has a group date thing, card. The next date is going to go to basically the same people who had the last date. Bennett, Ivan, Blake, Riley, Damar, Zach, and Kenny. Whoever wins this competition gets private time with Tasha, like a one-on-one with Tasha. And the competition is a music composition competition. So it's their their song battle. Do do do. So they they run to a room at La Quinta, a Waldorf Astoria resort, where there are a bunch of, like, sort of middle school instruments on a table. Yeah, I thought that they were just going to be, like, writing songs and then singing them a cappella. Right. But they're like, here's a triangle. (laughs) Try a tambourine, guys. Oh, do you want this random block with a drumstick? How about some bongos? <laughs> a brave soul can try this accordion. And there is a guitar, too. I think, yes. Yeah. Somebody has a guitar. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, they choose, and they get, a, like, little journals so they can write their songs in. Um, and Zach, at one point, you know, one of the guys says, how are we going to do this? And Zach says, listen to your heart. <laughs> listen to your heart. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's clear that he either watches the show or someone fed him that line. Yeah, or it was just a happy accident, but I doubt it. Bennett says, I did not take any music courses at Harvard, but I spit some flow at some high school retreats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Tasha shows up. She's wearing a beautiful, she looks gorgeous in this beautiful yellow dress. Um, you know, she says she's not going to be too hard on them. Zach goes first, you know, I met you in July, you know, at the end, I'm going to give you a ring at the very end and he gets down on his knees and it's not too bad. He doesn't sound great though. No, none of them sound great though. They're all pretty awful. Yeah. None of, none of these is, um, I want (laughs) to, what is it? I want to be your Mr. Right girl. Mr. Right girl. Girl. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been super funny if one of them tried to say I that, know. Though. I know. <laughs> I Mr. Kenny's next. Okay, here's the thing about Kenny. Whenever they show Kenny on screen, they bleep him a bunch, and I can never figure out what curse word he's saying. It's just so random. I'm like, wait, what? And Nothing fits there. Nothing fits there. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes they just bleep people just to make them look a certain way. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, like it's like, like Frankenbites, but for bleeping. <laughs> Oh, he's and his song is okay. I think I know. I, I wrote down that his big word during his song is "bebe." Bebe is that the one with the most syllables? I, well, it's just that "bebe" reminds oh. rhymes with stuff better than "baby." So 
Oh, in, so he's just saying his baby, baby, yeah, but in his world. And uh, Blake's next with the accordion and this lute type of thing. He's terrible. Reel me in, baby, reel me in. It's really super bad. And all the like, <laughs> other guys, especially Riley, are like with their eyes wide open, like, oh my god, <laughs> save me from this. Um, Bennett. Bennett's is okay. You don't need to have a Harvard degree to be in Paris eating brie with me. It was pretty bad, though. It was pretty bad. And they and he was rapping was the thing. Is it wouldn't have been so bad if he had if he had sung it. Yeah. However, he was rapping it, and they like panned over some of the black guys that were on the date, and yeah. they were like not shaking my head. <laughs> They're like, this is not good. <laughs> White boy head. rap is not a, should. It's just a bad thing. <laughs> White boy rap is the worst. Sorry, Eminem. <laughs> Ivan's next. Um, he does the smart. The smart thing he does is to invite. He opens up by saying, oh, "I've never done anything like this before." But the smart thing he does is inviting Tasha to join him on the stage. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he sort of recites slash sings her um, a little song about how she looks like an angel and that his jaw dropped to the floor when he saw her and was, you know, she be my wife. Blah blah blah. Damara's last and. He's very excited about his song. Oh, he's very excited. He says, you know, Ivan's is good. He's cute and all, but I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna get this. This and he is actually, all me. He has a guitar, and he actually plays a chord. A chord. It's the same over chord. And over, over and over again. So it's like somewhere along the line, he learned this guitar chord at a party or something, yeah. and it just stuck with him, and he never actually learned anything I, else. I still think his is the is the cleverest because I liked his best as well. Yeah, and he it's mocha latte is the name of it, mm-hmm. and he you know you want to you want a grown man, not a JPJ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she goes, oh. <laughs> so it's clear that she enjoyed Ivan's and Damar's the best, um, but she chooses Ivan. And she says that she appreciated that he was willing to share the experience with her and he was able to make it about her. Right. Which was nice and and true and stuff. And then Damar was really bummed. He was like, the Super. only thing that stood in the way of me and winning was just asking her up on the stage with me. Should have done it. Yeah, he's super disappointed. But, then yeah. Between, you know, the actual one-on-one date and the music competition, the bros speculate about Ivan and will he be able to come out of his shell and really be able to connect with Tasha because he's sort of shy and they they all love him, mm-hmm. but they're all like, I don't know, let's see what, I, you know, maybe he's, he's got to be bolder. She likes bold. Then that's not really him. So let's mm-hmm. find out. Um, you know, Tasha says she wants to have a kind of normal date night. And they, she invites them to her suite. So she says, we're going to order um, room service. service. We're going to have a game night. Yes. And he's like, okay, I'm game. And she says, but the phone's in my bedroom. They're in her little suite. So the floor is lava and we got to get to my bedroom to, to place the order. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they leave, I'm like, oh, they forgot the menu. But Ariel I was like, I'll notice that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, they forgot the menu. Well, hopefully they have one in her room since that's where the phone is. <laughs> so Ivan's all in and he puts the pillows, the cushions on the floor and they go to the bed. And then when he has to go back and get the menu and he's like, you did that on purpose. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, anyway. You know, 
Uh, but he doesn't jump all the way back. He scoots his cushion back. Oh, does he? I didn't yeah. <laughs> so while he's trying to order the food, and he basically orders wine, that's all we really see. Just bring us two of every kind of wine you have. While he's trying to do this, she has this feather pillow that's not like any normal pillow. It's just a pillow full of case feathers. It's full of feathers, and that's she's right. acting as if it was... Just happened to be oh. on her bed. Oh, oops. Oh, <laughs> she starts beating on him, and feathers go all over the place. She, it's not even on her bed; it's like on the side of her bed. Oh, like I you didn't see her, you see her lean for it. <laughs> well, and if you look, I noticed the second time I watched it because what we I watched it not paying super close attention once, and then I sat down and made my notes. Um, the second time I watched it, I noticed the clock on her bed said eleven twenty-two. So these things happen late at night. At least in my world, this is late at night. <laughs> so they play Twister. Um, they do some lawn bowling or bocce or whatever that is they did. They have some dinner with, with chopsticks. And he tells her he likes her little Tasha dance that she does, which I never noticed it, but now I see it. Yeah. Um, so and then they have a ginormous Sunday. Yeah, it's such a waste. It is bigger. It would be like three of our dogs. <laughs> like if we had a third dog and then we put all of our dogs in, in a, a big bowl. bowl. Yeah, that's probably That's right. how big this ice cream was. And we have really? small dogs, but like <laughs> they're still kind of chunky small dogs, you know? You're chunky, Harley. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> He's. This will be a continuing theme among some of the other guys, but... He tells her that she brings out the best in him, which she really likes, and that's what a relationship should be, she says. Mm -hmm. Uh, They talk about the fact that they're both biracial. He's Filipino and black, and she's Mexican and black. Um, They cut to the bros who receive the next date card. Um, And, oh... And it's Zach, Kenny, DeMar, Bennett, Riley. These are the same guys that were on the last date. I said that earlier in the episode. But basically, the same guys, two dates in a row. Mm -hmm. And um, the date card says, how far are you willing to go? Noah says, Noah's disappointed that he didn't, his name's not on the date card because he wants more time with her. But he already has a rose. So the other guys are like, dude. Do you already have a rose? He's like, no, it's important to spend time with her. That's what group dates are about. And Bennett says, you know, you're really greedy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, I hate Noah's smirk. He's got a nasty, ugly smirk. Mm-hmm. Back to Tasha and Ivan. They're cuddling outside now. And this is where they have their really important talk. And... It's, as we know, Bachelor has a really long history of pretty clear racism on the show. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, least, that's one of the reasons it's super hard to, at least really to watch avoiding, it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Actively avoiding representing diversity on the show. Yeah. Sure. Um, and this year they were finally like, oh, maybe we should be more diverse. And so we have Matt James as the Bachelor mm-hmm. and he's the first black Bachelor. And this show's been on for, like, 20 years or something. Like, that's ridiculous. It starts out fairly innocently. Ivan's dad is currently 73 years old. So he's more than 20 years older than Tasha's dad, who she says is not yet 50. Um, But he said his dad taught him to be a man, and his mom taught him how to be sweet and kind. And I'm thinking, oh, well, they did a good job. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, Tasha says, my mom's an angel. She taught me to rely on my faith. Um, she says, my siblings have it so easy because they're younger. They were really hard on me. <laughs> so this is when Ivan starts to talk about his 26-year-old brother, Gabe. Um, and he was taught growing up that he needed to be a good example for Gabe. And he did, and he did a great job, apparently, because he's this wonderful, sweet, super smart chess dude. And, um, you know, basically... He, he tried really hard to be a great example. Um, but unfortunately, when Gabe went to college... No, I think it was when Ivan... Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. When Ivan went to college, Gabe kind of fell apart and went to a really dark place, I think is how Ivan characterizes it. Um, he got into some trouble. He spent four years in prison. Right before he went, his girlfriend got pregnant, and he wasn't even able to hold or be with his little daughter he could only see her through the glass during his time in prison mm -hmm. and you know ivan says that in his mind this made him realize and appreciate that substance abuse problems can happen to anybody mm -hmm. like you don't have to be a criminal or a terrible human being to succumb to the dangers of substance abuse. Yeah, substance. There's such a negative connotation with substance abuse, right? And it's not. It's sad, but it's like a disease, and it's something that people need legitimate medical help right. for. Just and it's rehabilitation. Not it's just something that needs like, yeah, exactly rehabilitation, and you can't just continually send someone back to prison. Back yeah. to prison for it. That's not how you fix to them. deal with that yeah. and prison itself they they sort of vaguely touch on this but prison itself should be about rehabilitation and not well, they pretty they pretty firmly touch on it he says you know this this year has been crazy with the george floyd stuff and and stuff and my my brother you know imagine what it's like that a that a cop can do that to george floyd out in daylight imagine how bad it is in prison mm -hmm. and he says when gabe told me about you know how he'd been beat up basically in prison he didn't use those words but mm -hmm. when he told me about what he'd experienced in prison i naively and i'm ashamed to admit it said well you must have done something what did you mm -hmm. do yeah and at the end of, and he says at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you've done they shouldn't treat you poorly right they shouldn't abuse you that's not their job that's not their job like and and prisons should be about rehabilitating people that have committed crimes and a lot of places around the, the world, that's how they are. That's how, what prisons are, is yeah. about rehabilitation, but that's not how it is Including here. Including here. I mean, no, I'm, that's not oh. that you're going to a different, a different place. Oh. Especially here, it, yeah. and, and, and I'm sure there's other places in the world that it's, you know, that brutality happens in prison, and that's mm -hmm. not okay. And it was a very, I just enjoyed watching them have this conversation because it was just... There was nothing like staged or pre-rehearsed about it. Like I think whenever when people do give their quote sob stories on the one-on-one -on -one dates, it didn't feel like that at all. It just mm -hmm. felt, felt like a really organic, you know, authentic conversation mm -hmm. between the two of them. Yeah, and I, uh, I think it's good that The Bachelor is showing these types of conversations, oh, 100%. especially considering a huge margin of the audience for this sh this show 
is from is from states that really don't support the Black Lives Matter movement that much. Mm-hmm. Like we're in California, so we see. Right, it's not perfect, but we uh, we're able to see a lot more um, support for that movement and a lot more diversity hopefully, every day. Yeah, hopefully a lot of middle America was able to see that conversation and say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is like real for people. Mm-hmm. And not just a made up thing like some people in high positions of power are trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. Ivan says that his relationship with his brother is the like the best thing that ever happened to him and that 2020 has changed him as as a man in so many ways. And he says, you know, how about you? What's 2020 been like for you? And she just breaks down. Mm -hmm. And it looks like she's having trouble talking. She doesn't know. She's being careful. Yeah. She, she doesn't know how to approach the subject because something like this has never really been discussed on the show before. So she doesn't know to what extent she's able as a lead, she's able to talk right. about it. And I, I feel like her whole ascension and bachelor nation to the lead has been predicated on being safe and being, you know, polite and acceptable and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't think she's that in real life. I think she's tougher than that in real life. Mm-hmm. And I see her on social media and stuff and a little more, you know, like, a little more brazen in real life. Mm -hmm. So she's stumbling, doesn't know what to say, but you can clearly see she's in pain. Yeah. And she, she just, and she's crying. She starts crying and she talks about growing up in Orange County, which I like, that's where I was living when I was going to school. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a super white place. It's a super white place. And a super conservative place. (sighs) Super rich, super white, super conservative. And she's able to convey that without really saying those words and she's she's basically like i was the only like person that looked like me in my school and like i she tried so hard to blend in yeah and over the summer when she heard the black lives matter people yelling that black lives matter you know, she felt it was so hard. She says it was so hard. And I've been trying to prove this about me all my life, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just really heartbreaking. Yeah. Ivan says mm-hmm. in college, he says, you know, I totally understand. You can tell me anything. I trust you. In college, people called me the N-word, quote, all the time, end quote. And I was like, really? And Tasha was like, really? Um. And I don't know if we know where he went to college, but I mean, it's just, you know, it made me cry. Mm -hmm. You know, it just made me, it's just so, it's just, I don't, I don't, just don't understand people. Yeah. I think living in in California, we're in a little bit of a bubble of how bad it is in other states. Um, But um, I, after this past year, I'm not, I'm not surprised at his statements. I, I would have been surprised if this conversation had happened last year on the show. I would be like, really? People still use that word? Um, you know, like a lot. Of, I mean, I'm sure often, there's. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, it's like a tiny minority of people use that word. And according to him, it was just, you know, whatever. It happens all the time. Yeah. And um, however, after this past year and seeing how. How. Mm-hmm. Loud. And how many racists there are in the country right now, I'm not 
I'm not surprised that this happened. Leadership has given rise to them that that's being okay for them to do. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, she says she feels really, you know, who knew 2020, this crazy time, but she feels so fortunate to be meeting people she never would have otherwise and how much she likes him. Mm-hmm. And, and he says something like, you know, the rest of 2020 was crazy, but maybe it'll end with us getting married. Yeah. And it was very sweet. Very sweet. <laughs> and it was really, because... So obviously he gets the rose. Yeah. she's And this whole date, I think, was really, really important. And it made me really like Ivan even more. Ivan's wonderful. And I don't know if they'll end up together. I kind of don't think they will. I don't think they will. But I think maybe ABC's kicking themselves a little bit for casting The Bachelor so quickly. Yeah. Um, Because I think there are lots of really good Bachelor candidates this season. Oh, this is a great season. These guys, so many of them I like. Yeah, I think... Even the goofy, even Bennett, the goofy one is really quite, like, second thoughts about his goofiness. Like, you know, he's he's sort of cool, you know? Yeah. uh, So many of them I like. I just think she... You know, Claire got a bunch of good guys, and then she just threw them away. Them. Right. So at least Tasha's got a good, good bunch to choose from. Yeah, but I think something not just the like this. These conversations were really important to have on this show and to use this platform to talk about. And I, I hope they continue to have these types of discussions. And I hope that this isn't just a knee jerk reaction to yeah. the criticism they've been getting this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I did see that there were a lot of people saying, I'm not going to watch the bachelor anymore if they continue to behave this way. And I'm hoping those people would hold them to that um, and not just have that reaction also be like the viewers can't have a knee jerk reaction to how the show is. Um, but the show also can't just be like, mm, all right, we're doing this this year, but the next year we're back to <laughs> all these racists on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, just don't ABC. Just keep doing yeah. this. No matter what your racist follower, you know, viewers think. Just yeah. Just keep doing the right thing. Uh, but something else I really liked about this particular date is it really, so, Tasha does feel very closed off a lot mm-hmm. and I really like her and she seems wonderful and really smart and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's a really good bachelorette, but I don't think she opens herself up the same way that other people oh, 100%. have. Um, and so seeing this side of her on this date was really nice. And I mm-hmm. hope that we continue to see more of that. Super refreshing. Yeah. Um, because I think that it's, it's sometimes the show just seems so shallow, but. And I love, I love, I love the show. Yeah. But parts of it are like, mm, is this well, really how you fall in love? I mean, but it can this, be. This was a really good date. Yeah, I mean, it can be an entertaining, silly show and still offer, you know, meaty things to talk about. And think yeah. About. Um, they end the day with Ivan and Tasha watching a little movie about how her when she was a cute little girl and her mom and yeah, her, her and baby stuff. photos yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Now. Let me tell you a thing I saw on, there's a YouTube channel called Bachelor Fan Take, and it's a really, mm-hmm. really great. He's amazing. And um, he, do, he does the sleuthing. No spoilers, he says, but sleuthing is okay. So I'm going to tell you the thing he said. Mm-hmm. In the previews, Ivan is crying. And there's an arm behind him that's, like, comforting him. And so Bachelor Fan Take dude went and sleuthed that. 
sleuthed the arm. Yes. None of the char- none of the characters, none of the guys, bros on the show are dark skinned people with tattoos mm-hmm. in this in this manner on the, their forearm. And he found Gabe, the brother, on Instagram or somewhere. Oh. And that it's going to be Gabe. So Gabe, oh. Gabe is going to show up on the show. Oh, my heart. I know. So that leads me to think that Ivan's probably going to make it to the final four and that there hopefully will be a version of Hometowns. But I know, doesn't that like break your heart? Oh. Oh. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. And, I mean, it's a good sleuth. I think he's probably right. Mm-hmm. On the next day, uh, group date, Sydney and Becca show up to help Tasha with this group date. And all of these women, well, Sydney and Tasha were on Colton season, mm-hmm. correct? And yes. then Becca, Colton was on Becca season. Right. So that Colton is their kind of common thread there, I guess. Yeah. Because I was sort of like, why is Becca with these right. <laughs> ladies? Like, okay, I, I like her fine, but <laughs> this seems well, random. And Sydney was on Bachelor in Paradise with Tasha as well. Um, so they had a couple seasons where they were together. I don't know how they know Becca, but Becca's probably just there to be the former Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play Tasha's Truth or Dare. And the dare is what's going to happen during the daytime portion of the date. Um, three teams are broken up. Bennett and Damar are one team, Kenny and Blake, and then Zach and Riley. They get a map, and they get a camera so they can document their progress. Although we see, and the girls stay behind with a bullhorn and binoculars. So they're like, oh, let them do their binoculars. But you can see they're only like, you know, less than a football field away. They're just really silly. Um, so they... Uh, Let's see. They have to, one of the things they have to do as a dare is they have to chug these smoothies that are laid out for them. And they're just made of really gross stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cow intestines, water, scorpion, bananas, stuff like that. (laughs) Bananas. (laughs) So they all have to do that. Like Riley's the first one they show chug it. Um. Damar and Bennett's first challenge. So they all, each of them have to do the challenge. Each of them have to do this challenge eventually. But the first people to do the next challenge are Damar and Bennett. They have to find Chris Harrison and have Chris Harrison sign their butts, basically. <laughs> A place where the sun don't shine. So that's, so the Chris Harrison stuff's funny. They find him, he's eating crab legs and drinking champagne when they run upon him. <laughs> and, and, um, Bennett sees him doing this and he's like, oh, breakfast? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, man. And he's like, where's the caviar? It's <laughs> crab legs for me today. Bennett's just being real bougie. Yeah. So they, you know, Chris Harrison signs their butts. You know, whatever you need for love, man. Kenny and Blake, uh, they have to, over the house phone and a loudspeaker for everybody to hear, including the guys who aren't on the date, have to make their best orgasm noises, which is just gross. It's so gross. Like, why Why do they have to show us that? I know. It's weird. <laughs> um, so Kenny, go, I'm not going to try to repeat what they do. Kenny's pretty over the top. And they show the other guys here, and they're like, what's happening? What's, and the guys that aren't on the date are like, what's happening? And the girls' their faces are great. They're just like, you know, cracking up. This is their favorite part, clearly. Um, Blake is next. Um, Becca notes that he is bendy. <laughs> and Easy notes when 
when Blake goes, Easy says, Blake has some demons. Blake needs to go to church. <laughs> um, anyway, it just goes on. They drink their smoothies. They do their... Oh, Bennett's orgasm noises. In his, he says, you know, ooh, uh, don't worry about that. And the other people are like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Chris Harrison keeps signing butts and says, what do I get out of this? Other than tetanus. Um, he gets millions of dollars. I know, I know. <laughs> he is the most overpaid person on television. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> All he does is he just sits there and signs people's <laughs> butts and hand out flowers to people. And drink champagne. Yeah. So the final part of the dare date. Dogs. The final part of the dare date is that the, each guy has to eat a habanero pepper and then and then propose with a fake big ring, fake propose to Tasha. So they and the so Tasha's ready to be fake proposed to, and Becca and Sydney hold a bucket. They got their little bucket that they're ready if any of the guys have to puke into the bucket. Um, <laughs> Kenny notes, I I never thought I'd propose with a puke bucket next to me. Demar um, cries. I said, I said, Demar cries. Zach does well. Oh, I think he cries because of the pepper, not because of the proposal. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's a fake proposal. I wrote, Zach and Riley do pretty good. Blake wants to be 85-year-old couple on a bench with other people, you know, jealous of them. Bennett kills it, surprisingly. Bennett has a really heartfelt proposal. In the middle, Sydney's like, bring it home, Bennett, bring it home. And Tasha, they the only one they show accepting, Tasha accepting the proposal is Bennett. And Bennett in his ITM says he didn't expect to really feel feelings. So, so is that him basically saying that he knew he was just going to come here to get the whole fame? Like, did he know he wasn't going to catch feelings? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But he says he really felt it. Uh, Sydney and Becca wish the guys well and say they prepped... Uh, Tasha for the truth portion of the date, which will be this evening. Um, the night date is really casual looking. Tasha's wearing basically a bathing suit with a little pretty skirt around it. They toast to the truth. <gasps> Bennett goes first. And they all, and basically she just goes around with each of them and they talk about, yeah. like they tell her a secret or something like that, basically. Bennett's is one of the most heartfelt. Um, he says he's not felt this way in his, I, I don't know if it was in his ITM or straight to her. He's not felt this way since he was 18 years old. Apparently he was engaged to be married and almost got there. Um, but he just, you know. He knew it wasn't right. His parents apparently had a bad marriage, and he saw other people that had bad marriages, so he broke it off because he knew it wasn't right. But um, his, you know, his emotion, he was overwhelmed by his emotions, and he sees real potential in the two of them, and he says, this is the most exhilarating thing I've ever been a part of. So we're all thinking, at least I was, I think maybe he'll get the group date, Rose. That's what I thought. Um, Blake is next he had a great relationship with all his exes because she asks him about that she didn't expect him really to be 
that sincere. Tasha and Riley, um, she asked him if he can prioritize a family because he's got such a killer career. And, you know, you know, are you sure that you can really prioritize a family? And he says, yeah, I'm ready for five kids just like you want. And she's like, oh, you, you listen. listen. You oh. listen. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you listen to me. And he says, I always listen to you. And he looked a little bit surprised that she's yeah, so shocked that he listened to her. He, he had a good showing. He was like, girl, I always listen to you. Like, I don't understand. She asked Kenny if he'll be normal if he has to meet her family. <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, he's not getting the date, Rose. She's worried he'll be normal in front of her family. <laughs> Damar is terrified of his biggest fear is divorce. Because his parent, his, his mom was divorced twice, and he had to love to you know a couple dads, and that was really hard for him. And then I think they end with Zach. Um, they get in the pool. Actually, she's making use of her bathing suit. Finally, he admits that he's shy. Um, she thinks you know she's like I didn't see that, and I don't know. They have a vibe that they seem to really like each other, but they don't really talk about anything right there's nothing substantive in their conversation but you can tell she thinks he's hot and they make out mm-hmm. um during that time oh and she asked him how why he's still single i'm pretty sure yeah at this point, right at some point she asked him that i don't think it's here but at some oh. point and he just says oh you know because i was thought yeah this is i think was last week i always thought it was cool to be the single guy it was cool, but i don't think it's cool anymore um during this time, I realized really how much his voice does sound like Nick Vial's voice. You've compared him to Nick Vial before, and this is where I really dialed into that. Um, he thinks he's going to get the rose, and he does. Although she also acknowledges how great Bennett and Blake were, and Bennett looks super sad that Zach gets the rose. Aww. Anyway, so Tasha ends the night by saying that she and Jack have a lot of chemistry, but there's also... Jack? Zach. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Jack. I may have. I don't think I did, but I may have, since I'm reading my notes. Who knows? Um, They have chemistry, but he also seems familiar and comfortable. I'm like, and I wrote again, why did the same guys get both dates? I don't get that. Ben Ben is freaking out that he's not had a date. And so is Ed. So the two of them decide they're going to go visit Tasha's room. <laughs> that was this episode? Because mm-hmm. if you remember last episode, Ben completely right messed up. He messed up. He was trying to save the last talk he with Tasha. He wanted to be best, the best for last, yeah. but he just didn't end up he didn't like talking act to in time. And so... They start off to, to find Tasha's room. And you don't want either one of them to fail, but at the same time, you're like, oh, God, I hope it's Ben that gets to Tasha's room. I know. Yeah, like, you don't want to feel that way, but you do. Because Ben's better for, it's just obvious Ben's better for Tasha than Ed is, but I like Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're on their way to her rooms, not knowing the other one's doing it. Goofy music in the background. And then they pull this sort of Silence of the Lambs thing, <laughs> where... You think one of them's at the one place, but they're really at the other place. <laughs> so Ed ends up at Chris Harrison's room. And he's like, oh, hi, you know, I'm here to see Tasha. Chris is like, uh, this is my room, dude. 
Tasha's not here. He's like, Tasha's all the way on the other side of the resort. (laughs) I hope Lauren Zima's not watching this dude. (laughs) He didn't say that. But he invites Chris Harris and invites him in. Yeah, he invites him in and he's like, let's, you know, have a... He's like, do you want a drink? And Ed's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time Chris is kind of like looking confused and rolling his eyes. This is weird. But he was awake and dressed, so I expect someone yeah. was at least said to oh, of course. tell him to be ready for Chris this. Chris said it's 2.30 in the morning, dude. So, yeah, it's totally set up. Yeah. It's not. But, and know, what's so invitation. funny is that the camera guys know that he's going the wrong way. And they're just following oh, yeah. him the whole time with their cameras. It's so ridiculous. And it's so funny that they're just like, oh. They're like, should we tell him, dude? They're like, no, let's not tell him. It's ridiculous. And it's obvious that, you know, it's all set up. But anyway. Um, so ben does find Tasha's room. He's super apologetic. Um, you know, I, I just don't, he basically says, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing. It's a common flaw for my species, which makes her laugh and lowers mm-hmm. down her walls. Yeah. Colloquialism. And uh, he also is just like, you just make me, like, I'm just so nervous. Like, I like this is, I'm just so nervous around you because I like you so much. And she says, yeah, I'm nervous around you too. And so there's a knock at the door. They make out a little bit. There's and there's a knock at the door and they're like, oh, she's like, oh, for real? Oh my gosh. But it turns out to be not Ed. Yeah. But um, a room service guy with champ- some champagne and strawberries. And, and Ben says, this is the nightcap we never had. And they they have a toast to him being a show-up guy, which is their big theme of the season. Um, anyway, so, you know, Ben prevails, gets a kiss, makes, you know, makes things right with Tasha, And Ed gets to spend time with Chris Harrison. And that's basically it. So it is basically time for the rose ceremony, I believe. Um, Ivan, Zach, and Noah have roses. Um, Noah, I can't stand this Noah idiot. I mean, I, I totally feel the producers are manipulating him, but he's still his smirk. He just seems like this empty, vacuous person except for his stupid smirk. Although, I saw, I listened to a little bit of Dr. Joe on Nick Vile's podcast, and he really liked Noah mm-hmm. because they're both healthcare workers. So he bonded with him over that. But he basically said, yeah, the other guys in the house didn't like him, but I like everybody, basically. <laughs> but, and I love Joe. So, you know, they're all gathered together before the rose ceremony, and Noah's like, with his smirky face, it's a good feeling to have a rose. So Ben talks to her first. Um, You know, he stands back, I gotta take it in, you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Um, He feels like after last night, um, it's the start of a real relationship. Riley... um, Brings, he's next. He brings in a boyfriend-girlfriend contract for her to sign as an attorney. And, her, <laughs> and it's funny. And her aside, she thinks he's gentle and genuine. And she seems to like gentle and genuine. Are we at the cocktail party now? Is that where we're at? Yeah, we're at the rose cer- cocktail party we're, before oh. the rose ceremony. We're almost at the end. I didn't even realize we were there. Wow, time flies, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brennan's next. 
They're so cute. Yeah, they are. He's missed her. They make out. He doesn't get a lot of airtime, but you can see they still really like each other. Yeah, and he's like, I missed you so much. <laughs> and I, I think as of now, maybe they're the couple I ship the most. I, I might think, too. I think I'm like, with whenever I see them, I'm like, oh my or gosh. Her, or her and Ivan. Yeah. I like her and Ivan too. So, but yeah, Brendan's really cool. And apparently Dr. Joe was really close with Brendan too. Aww. Noah and Taysha are next. He knew he'd been, he'd be, he'd get heat from the other guys. Um, I hate Noah. I hate him. I hate him too. He says that, oh, the other guys don't trust your integrity. They think that you just gave me the rose to shake things up and you don't really like me. And that pisses her off. And no one ever said that. Not that we saw. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, and so she storms back in eventually and he's in there. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, she starts, She it's clear she's upset. Yeah. And she's like. I have been intentional, vulnerable, and not playing games. And if you're going to be questioning me, I will gladly walk you out. Yeah. And um, I'll see you at the, you know, see you at the rose ceremony, basically. And then leaves. And so this leaves some of the guys bummed because they don't, not everyone got a chance to speak with her. Yeah. And Easy is like, you know, I guess... There's going to be a chance. Well, I'll just read my notes and we'll get there. Easy says, dude, did I miss something? You know, who talked to her last? And, and Noah. Every, everyone realized that Noah spoke to yeah. her last. And Noah, you know, smirkingly, not sheepishly at all, smirkingly bold, you know, owning it, says, me. And people are like, well, we were all having a great night before that. She mm-hmm. seemed to be having a lot of fun and really enjoying herself. And I think she even said in her aside before that, like, this is the best night. I'm having right. so much yeah, fun. Yeah, she said that several times. This is the best week. Yeah. Um, and then he ruined that. Yeah. And Bennett observes that. He says, Bennett, he, Bennett observes that Noah has upset her more than anyone since he got here. Um, you know, and Ed and Easy both really challenge, get in his face, Noah's face, and challenge him. And yeah. Say, hey. and, well, and they're like, well, what did you say? Like, yeah. what was it that you said? And he's, he is basically honest with what he says. Yeah. And Ed and Easy basically say, dude, if you have a problem, you come talk to me. Yeah. He's like, this is like, this is stuff that we need to work out amongst ourselves. We can't worry her, her with this. Like this, like talk to us before you talk to her. And Bennett. I agree with that for the most part. However, she does have a right to know what's going on. Yeah. As well. However, I don't believe any of that was going on. And people are like, and that's what the other guy said. They're like, who said that? Like, he's like, right. everyone. I just walked in the room and people were saying that. Right. And then he's like, no one's, that conversation's never happened with mm-hmm. anyone here. And he's like, and they go around and they're like, did you ever say something like this? And they yeah, each are nope, basically nope, like, nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> and Noah and, oh, sorry. Um, Easy Ed and Bennett spearhead this whole, in, you know, interrogation. interrogation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, did you, did you? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. And so Bennett basically concludes, you know, tells Noah, you know, this is like talking to a 14-year-old. There's zero chance you end up with Tasha. Mm-hmm. And he just continues being smirking, gross, and obnoxious. Time for the rose ceremony? And even Chasen has turned on Noah. In his aside, he says... You know, I don't think Noah knew the magnitude of what he was doing. He's very high school and very pathetic. 
And I was like, oh, chasing pot calling the kettle black. But... Yeah. <laughs> so Ed's in the salmon jacket. I just wrote that down. So <laughs> Yeah, they brought the salmon jacket back this year. Might be his lucky charm. We'll see. <laughs> first person to get a rose is Ed. Or sorry. Erase. The first person to get a rose is Ben. Followed. Yay. Yay. Followed by Easy. Yay. Yay. Followed by Riley. Right on. Followed by Brendan. Yay. Bennett, Blake, Damar, Spencer. Oh, he's still here. And the last one is Ed. <laughs> and I'm convinced Ed was saved because of Chris Harrison. Yeah. Chris Harrison was like... And the salmon jacket. Yeah. And the combination of the two saved him this week. I think Chris Harrison was like, listen, Ed and I hung out last night at 2.30 a.m. It was freaking weird, but he seems like a cool dude. <laughs> So if you're on the fence about him, just keep him around. <laughs> Jason is eliminated. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Kenny is eliminated. Well, he'll show up on Paradise probably. And he, you know, they gave him a pretty good edit considering how we felt about him from yeah. his bio. I I still don't like him because of his bio. Yeah. But he really got a good edit pretty much. Yeah. Um, Jordan, sad to see him go. He's a nice guy. But most sadly is Joe. Joe! Oh, is so Joe? Joe! This hurts. Oh, like, this hurts even more than grocery store Joe. It really does because we got to know him so much. A little bit better, you know? <laughs> and he's so classy when he leaves, you know? He's like, you're an amazing woman. You have awesome guys here. You really can't go wrong. Yeah. And listening today on to him today on Nick Vile's show, it's like he really is the sweetest guy and very articulate. Well, articulate's not the right word because he stumbled a bit, but very honest seeming and genuine and mm-hmm. just the the real article, you know, the genuine yeah. article. Really good guy. I think you should sneak into his DMs. I'm, it's called slide into someone's DMs. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to do that. Whatever. Um, however... Um, I think that, um, I saw this funny meme. I don't know if I spoke about it this week or sorry, last week on the podcast, but there is this really funny meme where it was someone, it was like a text post and someone was uh, talking about the show and they were like, I'm positive that like the show, like the bachelor isn't showing us more of Joe because they already filmed their season of the bachelor and they don't want us to be sad that. Joe is in the Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, they're, they're just saving themselves because, like, they show us five seconds of Joe and we're already all in love with them. Like, they can't, there's no going back for them. Somebody <laughs> yeah. asked Joe somewhere, some interview or something I saw, you know, would you consider going on Bachelor in Paradise? He's like, well, you know, maybe, but I hope to be in a committed relationship sooner than that. Would you consider being Bachelor? He's like, sure. Well, sure, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so the episode ends with Riley making the toast, saying, you know, cheers to being a better man for Tasha," which is, I feel like, a sort of a dig at uh, old Noah there. Yeah. Glad to see Riley still around. Don't think he's going to make it too much farther, but he's, he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the oh, it, actually, the very end is an ITM with Noah saying he's going to take uh, he's going to take it up another notch. He's like, you know, I'm here to win Tasha. I don't care what I do. I'm going to take it up another notch. He's so and he's so fake too. It's not like there are some people that are just like, "Oh, you are just 
like, I don't even know what's worse sometimes. Like, you, Luke P. on Hannah B. season was a genuinely terrible person. Yeah. Like, there's nothing planned about that. He was, he's just evil. He's just a bad person. He's just a bad person. Um, whereas Noah is just a selfish person. He just wants fame, and he knows that the best way to get that fame is by being the antagonist on the show. I. I think that a lot of this is for show. The shaving the mustache thing was all planned. Right, right. The like all of this is is a planned thing 100%. for him, and yeah. that's so gross too. It's like it's not even fun to hate you because this isn't even what you probably really like. There's no evidence that he's evil. There's evidence that he's just an immature, selfish douchebag. Yeah, and you know, and that could be he could be editing. He could be ninety percent editing. Luke P. No good edit could save him. Mm-hmm. No, there's no possible way. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have loved him and done the best to edit him as best they could, but he was, he's a bad human. Mm-hmm. So, looks like next week in the preview that Bennett and Noah will have a two on one. But yeah, so that was the episode. That was the episode. The post credit scene was more of Ed and Chris Harrison hanging out. Hanging out, yeah. Um, and oh, and Ed tells Chris Harrison, you know, you need to knock when you come into our room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Chris is like, oh, don't I? He's like, no, no, you really don't. He's do like, it. he's like, you stopped doing it after like the first week. Yeah, and, and we were talking about that. Like the bros and I were talking about that. <laughs> and like, we just, we think it's not cool. And we just would appreciate it if you just, I don't know, just <laughs> a little knock <laughs> just before you came in. But it's, it, the difference is they're all gathered in a place with the cameras on already, so it's not like their behavior is going to change that much when Chris Harrison shows up. <laughs> anyway, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's too much longer for this show, but he'll be in paradise and stuff if he wants. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we so hope you enjoyed this seven. episode. We yeah. are thankful for you and for taking the time to listen to us. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. Wear Stay your mask. safe. Wear your mask. Those Rona cases are rising. If you so. haven't gotten your flu shot, make sure you do that. That's important. Oh, yeah. I have heard that you can get the flu and the Rona at the same time. Yeah. Which that would freaking suck, Yeah. Man. Dr. Fauci says get your flu shot. So. Yeah. I've already gotten. We've all gotten ours, right? I got mine, yeah. Um, Jack got his, too, I think. But. Um, Paul got his. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe if you wanna. Please do. And, um, you can go ahead and you can follow us on Instagram, Rosette's Podcast, or you could email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com if you wanna. Um, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Sure do. So we appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Yay! It's going to be week seven, so we've got at least three or four weeks left. I think we're going to be here till Christmas. Yeah. All right. I think that the show's probably ending right before Matt's season. Yeah. I think that it's... Which is exciting. Yeah. Usually this is the gap that's the longest one. But But anyway. Different this year. But all right. We are signing off. Later.